Welcome to the Hyperbeat Podcast. Each episode, we chat with fitness professionals to get the story behind the business they created. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 21 of the Hyperbeat Podcast. Today on the show, we're chatting with Nadia, owner, founder of Perfect Form Fitness. We take a deep dive into the inner workings of PFF. We chat through marketing and social media game plans, and we touch on COVID and the effects of multiple lockdowns. My first question to Nadia, have you always been involved in the fitness industry? I started in the fitness industry very young. I was about 20 and I started in a sales role for fitness first. Okay. <laughs> and um, I actually had quite a big background in, in competitive sports. And so one of my, my good friends just said, hey, look, you, you should be a personal trainer instead of, you know, a salesperson. Um, and um, I sort of thought, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Don't know if I trust myself mm-hmm you know, um, you know, with people's bodies. I was actually quite nervous about that, being only 20. Um, but I had quite a big background in um, fitness and I loved training. Um, I was actually a figure skater oh, since wow. the age of, yeah, since the age of six yeah, and, cool. you know, had always been into sport and all of that, um, dancing, gymnastics, mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what, let's let's give it a go. And so I went and got qualified. Um, and even still then, after the qualification, I wasn't completely um, uh, I wasn't completely sure of dealing with people. So I actually just got the help of a mentor, and I basically had a mentor for about a year that you know built me up and made me mm-hmm. feel confident enough to take on my own clients. And then. So probably the age of 23, I started, um, you know, training my own clients at Fitness First and and it just um, moved on yearly from there. And I did have a little break. Um, I was about 30 where I swapped roles and went into a national sales role for oh, a, wow. a company called Techno Gym. They set up gyms. So I would go in and I'd you know, do the floor plan with the gym owner and say, you know, this is what you could have in this gym. And so I um, I had a little break from PT and did that for about four years. Um, but then just, you know, really realised that I actually loved being around people and helping people and I got way more joy, you know, just helping people feel their best. So basically went back and, and started PT again. Back to fitness um, first? Back to fitness yep. first. Okay. Um, I met my husband as well oh, and wow. um, he worked for fitness first. He's also um, a personal trainer but he's an exercise physiologist okay. as well. Great. After the fitness first days, uh, you know, I went and had kids and my husband then moved into NRL and worked for St. George Dragons and Cronulla Sharks as cool. um, a strength coach. Wow. Um, and then from that, I basically said to him, you know, I, I want to keep working after we have kids. So we ended up building a personal training studio in our garage at home. That's <laughs> <laughs> how many people start. And that's how sort of PFF started. You know, I, I literally just started training 
a couple of mummies in my garage. Yep. Um, and were they and people then, that you brought across from uh, Fitness First or were they yeah. friends and family? How did, that, how did that occur? Yeah. No, we definitely had a lot of our clients from Fitness First okay. stick with us yep. and they were happy to come down to the garage and train <laughs> with us. Um, so, we, you know, we must have been doing something right for them to want to train in mm. a non-air-conditioned garage. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. It was great and it served its purpose. Um, but we just got a bit too big and, you know, we're spilling out onto the street oh, and our wow. neighbours were not liking that. <laughs> Imagine the car parking situation would have been a bit crazy. Oh, yeah. We, we had a few dramas but, you know, um, we're fighters and we sort of just thought to ourselves, you know, my, my husband wasn't going to stay in NRL forever. Okay. Um, it wasn't a, a great job with kids. Like he would be working a lot of weekends and, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, game day and everything. Yeah. And um, we just thought, look, let's start our own studio. Let's start looking for somewhere to to make this thing a bit bigger. And how did you find that process of actually trying to locate a space? It was tough. Mm. Um, we, we went around in circles. We didn't know, like, should we be 300 square metres? Mm. Should we be, you know, 100 square metres? What are we trying to achieve here? And then we sort of had to go back and reassess what we were trying to do. And I guess for us, you know, we have a big focus on individual people and Mm -hmm. we didn't want this big gym where people come and do a group class. There could be 20 to 25 people in the class and, you know, we don't get to go around and correct them and we don't get to go around and, you know, really help them in that session. So that sort of then drew us into this sort of, smaller box, I guess, where Mm -hmm. we were looking for more of a studio rather than this big 300, 400 square metre factory. And we like to, our little sort of motto and I guess what we sort of, what is our why when people ask us, it's to be the bridge between personal training and group fitness. Okay, cool. So, you know, we're not huge in terms of, you know, 25 people per class, Mm -hmm. but we're not one-on-one either mm-hmm. so we're in between and we re- really like to focus on the individual person within a class okay so it gives people the opportunity to have their form corrected get that extra encouragement as they're working out that's right so yeah. we assess every individual before they even start we mm-hmm. look at their mobility stability and we look at their strength and core strength and based on how they you know how those results go we would give them something similar to what a physio would give them we just like to call them corrective exercises what we do there is we give them their individual corrective exercises and we say to them 10 minutes before the class you need to come in and do these these exercises these is these are your individual exercises Mm -hmm. that your body needs Mm -hmm. to be prepped and ready to actually do the session. And then even in within the session, if we figure out, for example, that their thoracic mobility is really poor, their rotation through their spines really poor, maybe they shouldn't be pressing overhead until they improve that. And so we will tell them, you know, if there is a press overhead in the class, you're going to sub that out for this exercise. So they're quite well set up when they walk in to make sure that they're not going to cause any more injuries or niggles to their body than needs to be. 
Just take me back to that first day opening your tenanted building that um, yeah. the gym was in. How was that? Was it nerve-wracking or did you have oh. enough people ready to come in that it wasn't quite a big of a, a deal as if you were opening cold? How did that work? Well, we were freaking out. Like we had, <laughs> we had, you know, uh, 20, 30 members already, but yep. they were just, you know, our garage yep. crew, the yep. original. Now you've got rent. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got rent. Yep. And, and like we did this big, you know, letterbox drop. We were hitting Instagram. Wow. Um, yep. I hired a Insta. Like I'm, I'm just about to turn 40. So <laughs> I, you know, I use social media, but I'm not the the best and I hired you know a, a younger person to come in and show me how to do all of that and I literally thought that no one was going to show yeah. up on the day you know we 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 had a jumping castle we had mm. a DJ we had everything and you know we got about 60 people show up oh, wow. all at once wow, and this was pre pre-covid yep, so yep, you know the yep. gym was like packed yep. it was only um short of 100 meters squared this place okay so it wasn't that big and you know we had a lot of people in there (laughs) (laughs) but it it was a good day and from that day we we sort of got about 25 people sign up on the spot which was great in that space we sort of calculated that we didn't want to go over about 90 members anyway Mm -hmm. um, because of the space and because we had a certain cap per class we only wanted 10 to 12 people in the class at a time and that was in our first that was our first studio which is quite funny but it's only two doors up from where we are now oh, right. so okay. well that would have made yeah. the move easier yeah that was it, it was um it was the, the second move was a lot harder it, it happened in the midst of a lockdown so okay. we were basically you know betting our eggs that hey okay we went from the garage because you know, we needed to. We've gone into a smaller studio. We now have enough members and the potential to grow again. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we committed to that. And then lockdown happened um, oh, wow. the second time. So we didn't know. We were like, you know, we've already signed the dotted line. Mm. We're just going to have to, you know, just go for it. And we sort of did. And we're lucky in a way that it still worked out. Yeah. So during those kind of lockdown periods, were you doing anything specifically to set up? Obviously you were moving, but um, were you continuing yeah. to advertise or you know, talking to so clients? The day we got told we had to shut our doors, mm. um, we were on Zoom with a full-time table wow. the very next day. Yeah, great. So we just like, because we, my husband and I, we work together, we're in the same job, we both lost our job on mm, the same day. Mm. We had no choice but to, you know, we have to keep going. We have to come up with a plan. And we were blessed in a way with um, our members, like pretty much 80% of them just stuck by us. Mm. And, you know, they were on Zoom with us every morning and every night. And we do that. And why we were doing that, we were fitting out a new gym. We were just like, it was Lockdown for us was very stressful, hard because I guess we're such a face-to-face business and to not be able to see your clients and have to teach them on Zoom is Mm. just, you know, any trainer, any person that has been through it will know that 
it's just not the same. And you are trying to keep these people motivated, but it isn't the same. We, we noticed the same thing here. Everyone, all of our clients went online at the same time and a lot of them still had their clients stick with them pretty much all the yeah. way through. So people really got around their, their gyms and their gym owners during that period, which was really quite heartening to see. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful to see. And I guess what people then realised is, and it's probably good for our industry, mm. is that, you know, these things, they can be taken away from you. And, mm. you know, the longer we take them for granted, the longer we wait to start, you know, it's just not going to help you, you know. I always say to people, there's no perfect time. You just have to start. And I think what we gave people and what other gyms gave people was a reason to sort of get up and have some something scheduled in their day, you know? <laughs> something to do. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was it. Yeah, and definitely. You know, we tried to do a lot of other things just to keep everybody mentally sane as well. We, um, you know, we hired a psychologist. We had a few evenings there where... You know, we had um, chats with the psych on Zoom and oh, wow. we did nutrition sort of ramp up. We, we just tried to give them some other things that, um, you know, not that we wouldn't necessarily be able to do when the gym was open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you think there's any fundamental changes that you've applied to your business post-COVID? Yeah, look, I think the positive that we um, we have drawn out of it is just the realisation of some members and this is not all Mm -hmm. but of some that didn't necessarily prioritize health and once they were told they couldn't do something Mm -hmm. which is every human Mm -hmm. they they realized okay no I, I do need to be a bit more consistent I do need to show up and to be honest once we opened our doors again the um the consistency of our members has been the best it's ever been like I have not seen people be this consistent you know show up at least three times a week to (laughs) to a class without fail um I guess the other thing looking at a a business perspective is that being owner operators my husband and I I guess you sort of think if you're not there the business is not going to run I know that feeling yep (laughs) And, uh, you know, you, you just, you've got your way of doing things. And yep. we've got two other staff members who they're amazing, our two other trainers. But I guess you sort of feel like you need to be there all the time. And I guess it's just taught us that we can step back mm. a little bit yeah, definitely. and it will still run, um, you know, and we can spend some more time working on the business mm. instead of in it every mm. day. We kind of had the same thing here. We handed more responsibility over to the staff. Taking a step back is probably not the right word, but what you said with working on the business is probably spot on. You know, if you don't take that time to kind of step back and do that, the whole thing will eventually fail anyway because you're not leading it in the direction that it needs to go. All right, so in terms of uh, your marketing at the moment, are you finding new clients or new leads come through things like word of mouth or is it more social media driven or is it still local, you know, people walking past the gym and popping their head in or how do you go about finding new leads? Most of our leads are referral-based, and I guess it's because of our location. We're very much a destination location. We're tucked away in a sleepy town in the Shire called Bonnet Bay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, there's two roads in and out. It's very residential, so we're not like in a big factory area with high traffic. For us, most of our business is referral-based, but we are starting to ramp up a little bit with the social media um, and and that's because I've had now more time 
to work on it. Mm. So that was the positive that drew from COVID as well is that I realised, you know, I can't just be teaching classes and back-to-back PT. I actually have to have a day where I focus on the marketing, the social media and just um, even reaching our members outside of the gym with it could be a post or it could be an email so definitely the the marketing is getting better with the social media side but most of our our business does still come from referrals yeah so in terms of social media content are you doing anything specifically that you're working on or is it putting out workout plans or videos on how to or anything around that so what we what I tend to do is so I've got like a a calendar Mm -hmm. and you know for example on a Monday it might be a post a motivational post on a Tuesday it might be you know a member um you know feedback post and I just try and do it this way um in the future however we are looking at doing some more informational videos um because I do find that every now and then I'll put out a video of me sort of showing a certain technique on a lift or something like that. And they always tend to get, you know, the most likes, the most clicks, everything like that. So that's probably my my sort of reluctancy to, I don't like to be on the social media myself a lot, you know, showing my face, showing, you know, what to do. I don't know about that. I've seen a few um, (laughs) videos of you trying on some uh, compression wear that would say otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> we do love the hyperbeats. Um, it is the best gear ever. Uh, like our our guys ask us for these now. I mean, I think I even sent Erin a message going, yeah. you know, I've got a few guys that want some, <laughs> some compression tights. Um, but, yeah, the girls are loving the merch. Yeah, great. Um, but, yeah, no, please continue. I just uh, thought I'd jump in there with the... <laughs> with, with that yeah, I guess, you know, like I, I, I get a little bit, um, uh, I don't know if it's the word shy, but I'm like, I'd rather show videos of clients training, you know, yeah, to, okay. yep. to show people that in our gym, we've got all types of people mm-hmm. and that, you know, sometimes I feel like in the fitness industry and I'm a little bit older, so I guess it's, it's a different demographic that we reach in our gym. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm not there to be your poster model that you feel like you need to be at my level Mm -hmm. in terms of fitness and strength and the way I look, I'd rather show, you know, the real person doing their best to be fitter and healthier. And so I guess with social media, um, I'm looking in the future at going a bit more down that path, like pulling aside a client for the day and just saying, look, I'm going to film you today and and there's going to be a video of you doing this exercise on social media. So that's something that I've got in my plan for after Easter to start doing a bit more video work with how to improve technique, how this is working for each individual. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, it's a luxury of the industry that you're in, in that the content is happening right in front of you every day. Um, yeah. It's not like you're sitting at a computer trying to dream up things to video or to take photos of. It's actually right there in front of you. Okay. So finally, do you want to chat through your coaching philosophy? I personally... Um, just really believe that people should try and find a nice balance with their training in their life and not try and overdo something. Um, And we just really try and instill a long-term longevity training approach with our members. Um, We, you know, I'm so passionate about people being their best and 
I get so frustrated when I know someone's not functioning optimally mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, you know, they're not doing the best that they could do in terms of their nutrition or their physical activity. But I think there's a, um, a big gap in the industry that you get people thinking that they need to come in and be this amazing athlete that can do all these power lifts and, you know, do, you know, sub-maximal rowing and things like that. But it's really not about that. I guess I just wanted to sort of share that with people and, you know, just give them that that sort of pep up that it is just about finding that nice balance between life and staying healthy and fit for a long period of time and, and not to look at their fitness like it's only going to be 12 weeks mm. and then I'm going to mm. stop or it's only going to be a year and then I'm going to stop. Mm. I mean, I really just want people to start thinking about their health long term like do you want to be able to move when you're 60 or 70 years old and if the answer is yes then (laughs) you've got to keep moving you've just got to to move your body and you know um don't abuse it with the wrong foods as well we've got a little joke going on down here as well and it's like don't do it to look cool on instagram you know like (laughs) uh, yeah yeah big deal you can do a 200 kilo you know squat but is that squat you know, at a good depth, is, is your back in a good position? Have you got, you know, the right technique? Why not just do a 60 kilo mm. squat yeah, exactly. and make it perfect, yep. you know? So, yeah, we, we have a bit of a joke here that, you know, we're, we're not trying to, you know, make you look cool on Insta. We're, tr- <laughs> we're trying to, you know, we're trying to improve your longevity in your life. All right, well, Nadia, thank you for um, taking the time to have a chat to us today. We always appreciate people getting on board and, and having a chat. If people want to find you or follow you, what are the tags and the handles that they can do that on? Well, they can jump onto Instagram and it's just uh, Perfect Form Fitness. Also, that's our that's our, um, our business page. Yep. So it's Perfect Form Fitness Studio is the business page. The website is just www.perfectformfitness.com.au. If you'd like to be involved in an episode of the Hyperbeat podcast, send an email to info at hyperbeat.com.au or contact us through our social media channels.